0: Alright, people, let's do this one last time. This is the way. Who am I? I am Iron Man. Ramamu, I've come to bargain. We know each other. He's a friend from
1: work. You may be wondering why the red suit? Well, that's so bad guys can't see me bleed. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I
2: am Batman.
0: Beware my power. Green Lantern's life.
2: That is America's ass. Language. Hey, you know
1: what? There's another name you might know me by. Star-Lord. Who? Star-Lord, man.
0: Legendary outlaw. You can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you would possibly imagine. I am inevitable.
2: Stop right there. I'm in. Welcome, everybody, back to the Flavor of the Geek Podcast, where we talk about all things Geek. My name is Matthew, and I'm joined today, as always, by Stephen Reyes. How are you doing today, Stephen?
1: Man, I am what they call shooketh. I am shook, based <laughs> off of uh, a certain movie that came out last Thursday. Shooks. And I do not know how to uh, go about my daily routines now. <laughs> oh,
0: no.
2: Well, all right. And we also have a, a splendid surprise today. We have Scotty Mack joining us, for the host of the legit Gillette sorry legit heat pod
0: wow way to way to that one uh no i'm doing surprise hello everyone i'm back uh no i'm doing well i um i share steven's sentiment i am i feel shook it i feel like this was to, not to fully go into too much but this was kind of what we needed uh, from you know from marvel at least for a little while from my perspective yeah mm-hmm. i agree i agree i
2: know. I also think that just this just year, I know that a lot of people there were half people who didn't really like Ant-Man: The Wasp: Quantumania. I liked it. I saw it a couple times. I liked it for what it was, and I also loved Guardians. So it's freaking Marvel is is two for three this year because we only got one more movie left. We got the Marvels coming out later this year. So let's we'll see if they'll they'll stick the landing with the three movies. For sure.
0: Mm, let's hope so.
2: But, but Stephen, before we get any further cuz we're going to talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 today, can we get a spoiler alert, please?
1: Sure thing, Matthew. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert.
2: Very good. Very good. So, Stephen, last week me and you put out some predictions about what we were going to see from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And I don't think I wrote down what you um had predicted but I know I wrote down what I did so <laughs> and I was wrong about pretty much all of them so I I know I predicted that Drax was going to was going to die cuz like I, as I mentioned to Scott uh, I thought Drax was going to be the one that was going to die and then I uh, said that we were getting a new Guardians crew with Cosmo and Quill putting it together but was also wrong about that because of Cosmo right. well, I mean, and yeah, Rocket and Half <laughs> correct, I guess. <laughs> half correct, yeah. And then I said thirty-five minutes into the movie, Gamora is going to show up. I don't know if that was correct or not. Oh, we should have timed it. I feel like, she... yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even remember that I had put that prediction out here, but uh, I feel like it was a little bit earlier than that. And then I said, and then actually, I think Steven said we're going to see the fall of Nova, Nova and Xandar. I yeah, believe. I think
1: that was a missed opportunity. I think that that would have been cool to yeah. see. But hopefully they, they show it to us in some future Marvel film because that would be epic to see. I know that we're uh, we're four years away from Endgame at this point and five years away from Infinity War. But I still think it would be cool. Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay, perfect. And So let's go around the table here. Let's uh, give our just real brief. Um, thoughts on the movie Scott. We'll start with you. What were we, what, kind of just your brief thoughts about the movie? What would you rate it? One out of ten.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I think I said to you that when we were after we saw it. I mean, it it quickly rose up the rankings of my favorite personal MCU MCU mm-hmm. movies. Um, with me, I I think I said top three, but I might scale back and go top five. But you know, yeah. I would have to okay. sit down and you know really think about it. But I mean, overall, I would say I would give this. <laughs> I would I give it. I give this all a solid ten out of ten. Um and because okay. it it made me feel you know feelings it made me happy it made me sad it made me laugh so I think it kind of hit like every nail on the head that you kind of expect in a modern modern MCU movie.
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Steven, how about you? What do you what would you rate it and what were your thoughts? Yeah, I'm
1: gonna give this a 10 out of 10 as well. I uh, I think that this was the best uh, Marvel movie, especially since Endgame, and I think that our re We we might have to reorder some things as far as Mm -hmm. the best trilogies go in the MCU, because originally we had discussed it being uh, the Spider-Man trilogy being the best, and then of course Captain America being a close second, but looking back at this now, I mean, some people didn't care for the second movie too much, but the first movie was solid. It was a solid introduction to this group of misfits, and then you come from there into the third movie where it all ties in together, and... You give a big send off to some of these characters. I think it was beautifully done. It was like a uh, kind of a moment for us. It was uh it was beautiful.
0: It really was. Yeah, uh, they really kind of wrapped up like a lot of. They like kind of wrapped up everything nice and neatly. Yeah, they did. They you did. Sure did.
2: Yeah, it's almost like James Gunn had the plan all along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, right. He had his plan all along. So yeah. that's that's probably the good thing about having one person do an entire trilogy, especially if it works. Like. We love the first one. Uh, I appreciate the second one more now that I've seen the third one. And yeah, I think that in regards to trilogies, we definitely have to rethink some things on which which trilogy in the MCU is the best. Because we have, of course, we have Thor trilogy, Captain America, Spider-Man, Iron Man. Uh, We have Ant-Man, and now we have Guardians. So I think it's like six of them. We have six trilogies and i don't think we're going to have any more i don't think we're going to have any more for a little while like that are ending soon. We got Doctor Strange that might be coming out within the next couple of years.
0: Yeah, that'll be uh, a trilogy then.
2: Right. That will be that'll be a trilogy at some point. And yeah, and then uh, we got Black Panther possibly Black Panther 3 and the Marvel's, love well, Captain Marvel 3, but at some point uh, but, yeah, I really love this movie. It's really hit me in the feels. I don't typically shed, t- shed tears in movies like this, but I was like, oh, my God. It was just so amazingly sad that uh, what Rocket had to go through. And I just I can't wait to dive deeper into it. But it was such – it, like, it made you feel so much for a CGI character. And that's 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 magic right there, but – yeah, I really, I really love this movie. I would say, like you said, Scott, probably top five right now. I used to have Thor love, um, Thor, not Thor Love and Thunder, Thor Ragnarok, <laughs> Ragnarok, yeah, <laughs> and Shang Chi in there in the mix, and maybe even a Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, or or just a Black Panther one. But uh, I gotta, I gotta rethink some things. But hey, yeah, man. no, overall, it was a good movie. I think I would, I would agree with you guys, ten out of ten on this one they, they definitely stuck the landing and i can't wait to dive in a little bit more into this one uh but yeah i know we have so we have i have questions about the movie i have questions not about the movie but i guess where this all leads um but we can definitely i think i want to just break down real quick on what happens in the movie just to kind of remind everybody and i'll try to go as quickly as possible uh on this i'll try to go I'm, i promise i will try to go as quickly as possible so ready, so set, at their head go okay so steven actually can you time this for me can you time uh, this steven yeah, or somebody time second. this i got you i got you i'm gonna say it won't be more than two minutes, two minutes? okay <laughs> all right two let minutes. me know when you're ready i'm ready all right at their headquarters on nowhere the guardians of the galaxy are attacked by adam warlock a sovereign warrior created by their High Priestess Aisha. After Adam overpowers them and a seriously wounds Rocket, he is stabbed by Nebula and forced to flee. The Guardians are unable to tend to Rocket's wounds due to a kill switch made by the company Orgocorp. Embedded in him, they travel to Orgocorp's headquarters to find the override code. As Rocket lies unconscious, he, he recalls his past. A baby raccoon he was experimented on by the High Evolutionary, a scientist, scientist who sought to enhance animal life forms. Rocket's, Rocket befriended the High Evolutionary's other test subjects. We got an otter named Lila, the walrus named Teefs, and the rabbit named Floor. The High Evolutionary was impressed by Rocket's intelligence, but furious that he exceeded his own in- intelligence. The High Evolutionary... Affected the process with the rocket's advice that ordered rocket's brain then ordered rocket's brain to be extracted and his friends incinerated rocket freed lila only rocket freed lila only for the high evolutionary to kill her rocket enraged mauled the high evolutionary and shot his guards but teeths and Flor were killed in the chaos alone rocket stole a spaceship and fled in the present, the alternate version of Gamora, who was has joined the Ravengers, helps the Guardians infiltrate Ogacorp, which the High Evolutionary is the founder and CEO. They retrieve Rocket's file, but discover that the code has been removed. The group speculates that T, uh, Teal, one of the High Evolutionary's advisors, has it. They are followed by Aisha and Adam, who were created by the High Evolutionary to retrieve Rocket for his brain. Alright, I'll pause right there. Steven, where are we at right now? A uh, minute and forty nine seconds and fifty milliseconds. Oh yeah, I would not. I would not have made it. <laughs> I have a lot more. But yeah, let's let's kind of talk about this. The first like I would say like the first probably forty five minutes of the movie, maybe even more. So yeah, so we we find out that the uh, sovereign people that we met in the second Guardians movie were created by a uh, high evolutionary, of course, and we also get the. The horrible backstory between behind Rocket and his uh, his upbringing, I guess you could say, mm. but or how he, he came to consciousness, yeah, I guess to to become Rocket, yeah. Because as you as we can see, he's such a nice little raccoon, <laughs> and he's just a smart guy. He's just smart. That's all. He, yeah, uh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, his all of his friends get killed, and he becomes an ass. Because that makes sense. That makes sense, right? I mean, you know, I can trauma.
0: see it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, come on. He,
1: they uh, took they they were taken away from him. It was the one piece of faith that he had in this I world.
2: Know, so I know, I know, I know. It was just, but can we all agree that? It... All right, let me ask you a question: Is the High Evolutionary or Kang the Conqueror? Which one's a worse villain? Not oh, a worse God. villain, as in regards to like bad acting, but I'm talking about like in regards to. I guess the better villain. The more games, sinister,
1: the more okay, yeah. Yeah. Kang, hands down. Yeah. yeah, I would say Kang.
2: Yeah, I would too. And only because we we know more about Kang. Like, it just seems like the high evolutionary just doesn't give a shit about anybody but himself. And he's definitely like, he's definitely you I hate him more. I hate the High Evolutionary with a passion. No, yeah. But well, I agree with that. he's definitely a better villain when it comes to yeah, when it comes to backstory, I guess, and just his overall motivation. But it, yeah, it, it
1: feels like with uh, Kang the Conqueror, at least different versions of him have morals. They have reasoning for why they're doing what they're doing. It's, but with the High Evolutionary, he's just a dick. He's just an, a, con- a complete tool, <laughs> yeah, a person exactly. that I wanted to be punished so badly, and uh, he was... It seemed like he was, and it was in such an uh, epic mm-hmm. fashion that he was that he was taken down. So
2: yeah, yeah. Well, Stephen, let's let's jump into your like. What are your takeaways from the movie? Because I know you probably have some notes written down. So let's let's hear some takeaways.
1: I actually don't at this point, but I I have things <laughs> oh, that I was no! thinking about. I know I usually write this stuff okay. down, but you know, going into this movie, <laughs> I I was very anxious. I really was just because. I hold the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise to a high standard. I hold James Gunn to a high standard and everybody that that works inside of his bubble to a high standard. So when it came to Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I was like, all right, they can either go one of two ways here. They can either do a very epic send-off where they go their separate ways or they go too far and they... Everyone dies. Everyone dies. And then everybody and dies. And it feels like there's no real point to the story at all. But... Oh my goodness, just from the start, like fucking seeing Gamora as a Ravager, that was something I never thought I would see, and ended up turning to be her home, and I love the ending where she doesn't go back to Quill, like I was I expecting know. her to go back to Quill at I the end love somehow, that too. instead of them just oh, being man. generic and saying, oh right, they're gonna find each other in the end, she was like, I have a family, just like you have a family, and these family members are the ones that I can call on if things are bad. And then you see her hug them. She doesn't hug the Guardians at the end of that movie. She hugs the Ravagers when she gets back. And I was like, this is such a fucking pure moment. And then, of course, Drax, being Drax. Like, I'm going to stop it right here. This is the first movie where I felt like every single character was put to good use. It didn't feel like any character was a very weak link. It felt like every single mm. one of them was, was useful in their own way. Like Drax, for example, he went toe-to-toe with Adam Warlock in the beginning of this movie. That is something that I didn't think was gonna was going to see, because he fought Ronan and got his ass kicked. He fought Thanos, he got his ass kicked. But in the comics, he goes toe-to-toe with Thanos. He goes toe-to-toe with some of the best. That's why he's called Drax the Destroyer. But it felt like in the, the previous um, adaptations with Drax in them, Guardians 1, Guardians 2... Um, Infinity War, and you know, like all that stuff. It didn't feel like we were getting the best of Drax. It felt like we were getting just a comedical version, like a, a very like watered-down version of him. But in this film, he goes toe-to-toe with Adam Warlock, and he almost succeeds in taking him down. But I think Drax got the, got the just distracted because of Rocket or because of Nebula. I forgot who it was, but he got distracted, and then Adam took advantage right away. Boom. And then he gets destroyed. But... um. And then later on in the movie by what was that
2: gets destroyed by Nebula. Nebula is the one who kicked his ass a little bit Talking about Adam Warlock.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah, that was really cool. And then you see, um, later on when they're, they're uh, going through the cages and stuff like that, he is the one out of the two women that he was with. He was the one to con to confront the children and actually calm them down to, to get them on their side. Because at that point, mm-hmm. they don't know who to trust. They don't know what's going on. But he had a daughter. He had a wife. And they finally put that on the screen saying, oh, he has experience of being a good father, of being a good husband. And he was able to, to guide them in the right direction and save them. Um, he spoke their language. And I thought it was so funny. Like, why did you use that earlier? He's like, you never asked <laughs> me to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Um, I think that Nebula had amazing scenes. I think that... Um, think that Groot had some pretty cool scenes as well i think that um i think every single character mantis even had her moments like everyone had their shining moments especially during the fight scene at the end when they're when it was uh the high evolutionary's best fighters versus the guardians and they they go through and like all right we're gonna save our guys and then we're gonna get out and all of a sudden you see them coming through they're like all right Uh, I guess we're just gonna get out now and they're like we have to fight them now we have to save everybody that uh, the High Evolutionary has captured it's like "All right, fine and Drax opens the door he's like you guys ready? it's like yeah it's like alright and they have that one shot fight it's kind of like a uh, oh yeah that hallway scene yeah it was a hallway fight every single one of them that I'm not lying when I say that was probably probably number two or number three as far as the most epic fight scenes that marvel has ever done ever done in my opinion and i would rank this movie up in the top three easily i wouldn't even question it at this point because th- the entire time this movie was happening i felt something it wasn't like i had to sit there and grab at straws for things that i, lo- I found interesting no the entire movie caught my attention from start to finish and whether it be me being nostalgic of what's going on the screen me feeling oh this is a very cute moment or this is scary or i i'm not sure where they're gonna go with this character like i had so many feelings throughout the entire film and then when it ended the only thought that went through my head was it's over it's we're done here no this can't be oh no and then it all like hit me at once like a like a freight train like we're done here this is the end of this crew oh man Mm -hmm. But I really, I'm sure not going to lie, I thought that Quill was going to die, I thought that Rocky was dead, I thought Drax was dead, I thought Nebula was dead, so that's...
2: Uh, well, yeah. they teased their deaths all in the movie, they teased every single one of their deaths in the movie.
0: Which okay. I thought was great, because it got everyone riled up, because like, oh, they're like, oh, so-and-so is dead, oh, so-and-so is dead, and I love that, yeah. you, know, you know, spoiler alert, no one ended up You know, end up dying, but...
2: Nobody's dead.
0: Um, but hey, I mean, you know, but that's great, because I feel like that's a much better... Um, it's, I feel like it's not because I feel like in the comics, you know someone absolutely would have died, but like in in you know in the movies not everyone has to so they can kind of find that happy ending.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah true. They, not, not everyone has to die for the story to be over. so um, but one question I had and I, I think I know the answer to it, but uh, where the hell was Peter Quill's helmet in this movie? because huh. he didn't wear it once and he that would have saved him in the vacuum of space. But the only, the only answer that I could think of is that because Adam Warlock came so quickly and not, not like that, guys, because he showed up so quickly and then he had to worry about Rocket. He didn't end up taking the helmet with him um, on the ship to go save Rocket because he just didn't think about it because he was in a freaking a bit, of a, bit of a bender. He was on a bit of a bender. Uh, before, Man, maybe he I lost know, it. Up. But never, maybe never, he, rare,
0: you know, um, told anyone. Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, that's true. He could have lost it. Or the, the thing is, is that I think what happened was he just left it behind by accident because he was in such a rush to save Rocket. Oh, so, right. But I thought. I thought that it was just kind of on his skin, and then it just formed over him. I didn't. Yeah, it was, it was like
0: the like the Iron Man mask kind just kind of uh, yeah. materializes yeah, like that. Nano yeah. Yeah,
2: exactly. So that was that's kind of curious, but I'm sure that that could be a plot hole, but it could be explained in different ways. But that definitely would have saved him, just like it did in the, the first movie. He had the the helmet on a couple times.
0: Yeah, it was funny though because I remember when um, when Quill uh, towards the end were like. Uh, actually, no, sorry, when, uh, when they were in the jail they were trying to escape and I'm like oh they're going to start picking everyone off like everyone's just going to start dying like this is going to be crazy and then, and then towards the end of the movie when Quill did his things, I remember you asked I, I said I said to you maybe like what like 15 minutes before it happened I said oh watch you know Peter Quill die and then yep. and then it happened I was like I was hitting you I was like hey watch it watch it but no, it was, <laughs>
2: yeah, it you're like fine.
0: see I told you I told yeah. you Yeah, yeah. And I mean I didn't really <laughs> want to I didn't want to be 100% right, but, you know, it would have been kind of funny.
1: All I yeah, was thinking during though. that moment was, he's going to fucking die over a recorder. Are you yeah. shitting me? Come on.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's oh, the most
0: Peter Quill cool thing right? ever, or though. The, it is the
1: most Peter Quill cool thing ever. Like, he went back when he was, in the first movie, when he was in jail, they're escaping. He's like, I have to, I have to go back and get something. Mm-hmm. And it's that's a right, tape yeah, recorder. that's right.
0: The tape deck, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And the guy's He got like,
2: it for Rocket, didn't he? Didn't he say, I got went back for this for you?
1: I think, so.
0: I think so.
2: I think so.
1: I, know, I do love on. how they pay homage with that song, though, with Rocket at the end.
2: Yes, at the end. <laughs> yeah, that was oh, great. My God. I actually pretty <sighs> – I, I enjoyed the post-credits even though – yeah, the first one was fun. Uh, we got Phyla, I believe her name is. We can talk about her real quick. So that's a little bit of an Easter egg. So Oh, you looked uh, her up. Uh, Phyla okay, Vell. I did, yeah. So Phyla Vell was the, the little blonde girl that had like a – one eye was glowing and she had kind of glowing hands. So – I I don't know. I just didn't even think about it at the moment, but I guess she is. Phyla Vell was the fourth character to use the title Captain Marvel. In oh. oh,
1: shit. Yeah. Okay.
2: Phyla was also part of the 2008 Guardians of the Galaxy lineup. Mm. And 15 years later, Phyla is finally joined the MCU Guardians. So... Yeah, so we got – yeah, I thought that was pretty cool because we got Phylavel, we got Rocket, we got Groot, we got Cosmo, and we got Adam Warlock. There wasn't anybody else, right? That was it? Yeah.
0: Oh, no, that, and that, that, that was King Groot.
2: Yeah, hmm? King Groot. That's right. King Groot. King Groot, was... my mistake.
0: Oh, yeah. Because yeah, he had the big old and... crown. I mean, I mean, I don't right. know if they'll call him that, but that's. I'm pretty sure that's what he is.
2: Well, it was either – it wasn't like King Groot or Emperor Groot, wasn't it one of them? Because – um, in an interview a while back, uh, Vin Diesel was like, oh, we're going to see Emperor group soon. Or was it King group? He said, I think I thought it was yeah. Emperor group, but no, it doesn't it's really matter. Same difference. Yeah. It's King same, group. Same yeah. Difference. Yeah, same thing, yeah. Yeah. Same Uh, but yeah, then we got Kraglin. Kraglin was the last member of the guardians on the new team. So that's cool. A so, couple questions here. Uh Lavelle, is that important. And second of all, are we gonna see these guardians in any future movies or even TV shows? Steven, I'll ask you that. <laughs>
1: uh, I think that we're definitely gonna see the new guardians in future installments. i I think they're more suited for the cinematic universe than they are for like the, for TV shows. Um, yeah. so I don't, I don't really find I can't really find a place for them right now in the TV series, but you know what? it's stated that Starlow will come back at some point. I don't think that he's going to be a part of the Guardians at this point. I think he's going to be, it it will be disbanded and he'll just be tagging along for the ride, but Rocket will be the, uh, the clear captain from now on. Of
2: course.
1: Uh, I think that you could easily put him in, put them in a cameo in the Marvels. That's one place that you could probably potentially see them in. Uh, Kang dynasty of course is there. And then you have, uh, well, if Kang dynasty happens on time, uh, you have that. You also have the Secret Wars that will be coming out right after that. Like they will, I believe that the Guardians will play a crucial role in the setup for uh, Phase Five and Six.
2: Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Interesting. Okay, so obviously James Gunn's not going to be directing or writing these movies because, or, or even just writing what the characters are doing in the movies because. Um, he's over at DC now. He's the head of the D- CEO or co-CEO of DC over there. That's right. That's right. And I, I wish him the best over there, but um, we're going to miss him <laughs> over
0: here. So, I mean, um, I, I wonder like, if they ever do another Guardians-related thing, will it lack in quality? You know what I mean?
2: It It's possible. It definitely is possible. Uh, Unless... Uh, but,
1: Unless James Gunn had been uh, putting somebody under his wing to then take over sure. the, the Guardians franchise afterwards, so maybe that that mm, director steps true. in and is James Gunn
2: 2.0 or something. Nah, maybe. <laughs>
1: I'm not saying that he'll be yeah, as good as James Gunn, but I'm saying that the, this person could be.
2: I get, I get what you mean. Yeah.
1: They could, si- they could keep the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise afloat and yeah. without it being like too ridiculous, you know. Yeah,
2: that would be cool. I would like that. But yeah, one of the coolest things they did in the, did at the end of the movie with the post-credit scene, because yeah, of course, seeing King Groot and, and all the the new Guardians lineup was really cool to see. But I, even though like nothing happened in the post-credit, the second post-credit scene with Quill, I did like that they had mentioned that legendary, uh, pre, the legendary Star-Lord will return. And I can just, I can just picture him. I can just picture it. Is the captain like Sam Wilson, Captain America? Uh, maybe even Miss Marvel. Maybe just other couple characters and are fighting Kang in Kang Dynasty. And then all of a sudden, Peter Quill shows up. It's just like, you guys need my help or something? Like, what's like, going no, on? No, get here? out of here.
0: Get out. <laughs> all
2: right, leave us alone. Leave us. Because you he's on. he's ruined it last now, time. So he's uh, he's, on he's on Earth. He's on Earth. He almost ruined it. That's true. That is true. And he did. He did mention that in the, the shot when they're at the Oz, the Oz, whatever. What is it called? The OrgaCorp. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that when was actually really funny. The, yeah, when they're in the elevator, and he's explaining, <laughs> "Oh yeah, I got, I lost my temper and almost destroyed half the universe." <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh shit, that was really funny.
0: That was good. That was fantastic. <laughs>
2: uh, but Stephen, I also agree with you that I, I like that Gamora did not uh get back together with Quill because it just it just didn't make sense that version of Gamora uh was blasted with the the Guardians from 2014 to 2018 and after that unfortunately she died so that version of her is not no longer ex- exists and uh but yeah so i i did like at the end where they're like they have their backs to each other and she's like we must have had a lot of good times huh and he's like, yeah, the best or something like. What did he say? Like, like, yeah, the best.
0: Yeah, and that was. I mean, that was a nice little kind of like. Okay, like they, you know, they acknowledge it. And she's like, I feel like she like towards the end there, she saw how it could have happened. You know. Yeah, she yeah. understood
2: the the reason that it could have happened exactly. Oh man. But Chuck Woody a Wuji man, you know. What's oh, he's funny? so
1: fucking talented, man.
2: <laughs> he's so talented. He's in. He's was in freaking Peacemaker. He's in this. He's so good, and it's funny because after before the first pro post credit scene, because uh, we went to see the movie with so Scott, Mom, Mike, Marina, Tori, and Mike comes down. He's like, "Was that Chuck Woody a Wuji?" <laughs> yeah, throwback because we just talk about that all the time. On the podcast. Uh, Chuck Woody Wooji. Yeah.
1: Funny. That
0: was, that was Wait, funny. Is that the actor who played High Evolutionary? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. yeah. Yeah, that's funny.
2: That's right. Yeah, and of course, he was also in Peacemaker. because, um, uh, well, He was the alien creature, I believe, right? I forget now. That was a while ago, I feel like.
0: Oh, well, that's funny. It's like me. January
2: 2022. I
1: right, know. Let me look that yeah. up because I think that was relevant. Clemson. Myrne, yeah. Fucking egg. Mern, yep. yeah, yeah, he yep. was Mern. That's right. That was, he uh...
2: was Mern. Oh yeah. That's right. That fun characters' right. names:
1: e-
0: Economos,
1: That's right. Economos, Arabayo <laughs>
0: and Judo
2: Master. And the...
0: Bam,
2: Ben Arabayo. That's
0: right. Arabayo. No, it's not. It's not the Miami Heat. <laughs> no.
2: Nope. Nope. No. Uh, well, another fun question. Uh, now that Quill is back on Earth. Uh, what is the la- his lack of credit score gonna do to him? <laughs> Can he get a job, or is just gonna what is he gonna do? Can he buy things? <laughs> he should have a,
1: a galaxy score at this point because like he saved the galaxy countless times that uh, that's true. They owe him something. Yeah,
0: they Dude.
2: do. I think it kind of cancels out bills. though because he was it's his fault that. Thanos snapped his, his fingers. No, it wasn't. It really wasn't. Cause like, like I said, I said it back then. And when in Infinity War, I guarantee, I was like, there's no way that even if they got the gauntlet off of him, there, what were they gonna do with it? Cause uh, the he would have gotten it back. He was he was kicking their ass without even using the stones. So it was like, yeah, he, was. he He could have he could have kicked their ass, got it, got it back, and then done his own thing. But uh, I always say that even if it was successful. It would have not been. I think whatever yeah. happened happened for a reason.
1: We honestly cannot blame Quill for every single moment because if the <laughs> entire crew, if every single uh, team had gotten together at the exact same, if if freaking Thor and Groot and Rocket didn't uh, didn't leave the Guardians and they all went to one place together, we don't have them getting their hands on the on the uh, on the Soul Stone. We don't have them mm-hmm. getting their hands. On most of these stones, like crying out loud if if the whole Avengers squad is together with the guardians of the galaxy and the um what do you call it the uh I keep saying the, the sorcerers, the sorcerers like oh, like the um sorcerers, yeah the sorcerers, yeah, if they're with all of them together, then I don't think that that uh I think that Thanos loses at least one of those battles, and that turns the tide, but every single time they're disbanded, they're not thinking properly they're not thinking as a unit and when they're mm-hmm. so close to taking down thanos it backfires and i think that uh i, I know that star that star lord um fucked up by attacking thanos and all that but come on man they took they they, they took the one girl that he truly loved but after his mom like after 30 years of him just being a uh, a fuck boy for the for mm-hmm. of a better term <laughs> like yeah, he found he fell much. in love he fell in love with Gamora, and she loved him back, and they had something special. And his own, basically father-in-law, killed the girl he loved. So <laughs> I think that uh, I think that was justified. I really do. It is it is sad to watch that uh, scene over and over again. As soon as the as soon as he, he regains consciousness, that's when the the gauntlet is a fu- fully off his hand, and then he grabs it again. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. But yep. If uh, if Doctor Strange doesn't give him the Time Stone to begin with, we're not in this predicament at all. Because I don't, I don't, I don't think that Thanos finds the Time Stone if Doctor Strange doesn't give it to him to to spare, um, to spare Tony Stark's life. I don't think he finds it at all. So then he's stuck wandering space for all eternity trying to find one fucking stone that he'll never get his hands on. And uh, they don't have time. They don't have uh, time travel at that point, so it doesn't matter. But I think that with uh, I think it was so fucking stupid for Vision to be where he was in that uh, Wakanda fight scene, and yeah, I know. (laughs) So they all played a part in in his demise, and fucking, uh, what's his face? Oh my god, with with Loki giving away the uh, the Space Stone just to save Thor. I'm like, there were so many moments where it's just like, oh, I need need to spare this person's life, spare this person's life, and uh, and then. uh, We'll uh, you know, we'll give you, we'll give you the thing that you want the most. The thing that's gonna destroy us anyway. It's like what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like what? What would happen? What would happen if Thanos snapped his fingers and the people that were saved, like Tony Stark and Thor, were blipped away? It's like what the fuck? The point at that at that point anyway. Like they're dead. It's over.
0: Probably wouldn't be yeah. good.
1: Yeah, we wouldn't. We don't talk about that well, point. But <laughs>
2: there was another reason. Doesn't this is? A, I mean, this is really more of a rumor than anything. But. Um, there's another reason why Doctor Strange actually gave up the Time Stone um, instead of just hiding it away, because he foresaw. Apparently, he foresaw Timot, the uh, Celestial Awakening early in the Earth and killing. No,
1: him, so are him you serious? Him.
2: Apparently, that's really? that's something that people keep saying. Because if he if they if half the Earth didn't get snapped. That would have happened earlier because it was off based off population, so yeah. So wow, that's what people shit. are saying. It doesn't. I mean, it doesn't. It makes sense, but it's not confirmed. It's definitely not confirmed by any means. But it definitely makes sense. That's the reason why he gave the time stone to to Thanos because he either Iron Man dies later, or half the world dies now to save to save trillions or whatever. Um, because the Earth will crack open. But, yeah. Did it say (laughs) why the
0: Earth will crack open, or is that just...
2: Well, cause Timmy, cause t- if the celestial cracks well, the out celestial, of the, that's of the earth, right. earth like, a, yeah, that's like right. an egg, <laughs> the people are gonna die. Everyone's right. gonna
0: die. I saw something on Twitter where it said like it's been like six movies or something like that, and no one's talked about the big celestial head that's sticking Nobody. out of the Nobody, no, <laughs> that's <laughs> so
2: true. But, oh man, okay. But apparently they might be bringing it into Captain America: New World Order as a form of. Uh, adamantium might be found on this island of Timit. Okay. Uh, so. Oh I, my I guess, God. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be similar to vibranium and how they're going to try to. Um, this is a new new resource that they want to s- try to steal slash collect, to become the new world power, but that is uh, that is the rumor that's going to show up and the adamantium is going to be on this on on, Timit, the island of Timit. But you're right. It has not been brought up, and it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh Jesus Christ! But
1: that's nuts. It's uh, been six movies. Holy crap. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, it's been something Damn. like that.
1: That is absolutely nuts. That's right. I think that. Uh, that's right. I think that that would be really fucking cool, though. Adamantum being discovered based on the Eternals. That makes the Eternals more relevant at this point, because I feel like they had that one movie, and people kind of like. They didn't really care too much for it. The, I mean, the freaking reviewers didn't like it at all. I mean, they 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 bombed it completely. But the audience, yeah. they had some care for it. They like, they thought that was good. But it didn't feel like it had much relevance into into the full MCU at this point because they they weren't really going anywhere at the moment. But if you bring in this whole thing, if it ties into that, it's like, oh shit! Now we have more reason for uh, the X Men. More reason for. Uh, for the, the claw dude, Wolverine, you
2: know? The claw dude, yeah. claw yeah, dude. Yeah, dude.
0: Well, yeah, like I said uh, before we showed the movie, I said to Matt, I was like, I really hope that we get something that kind of is going to, okay, are going to, you know, see where we're going with this overall story or kind of tie stuff together for where yeah. the rest of the phase is going. And I feel like they haven't done it yet, but, like, I understand we're at the very beginning, so it's like, you know, we didn't get that stuff right away. We had to wait to the first Avengers movie to really get that Thanos kind of, um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I wonder if we're not going to see something, say, like Galactus until then, you know, Ooh, true. Oh, if if yeah. that happens. But I know Kang's like the next big bad, but I'm saying, like, if we're going into interdimensional space travel and all that, you know, you got to include, especially with <laughs> Fantastic Four coming around, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah for
2: sure. I spent, yeah, yeah. And so Galactus is, a, is, of course, part of Secret Wars as well. I mean, he's definitely i think he's a shrunken version of him i when i read the comic that's what it kind of sounded like was he was a kind of a shrunken version of him okay um, on battle world but I, I could be wrong about that as well. no no
1: it, it seems like that was going to be what happens i mean i, I was looking at a uh, a a video recently it was like the t- the top the the, t- the tallest monsters in all of like cinematic history and it had two different versions of Galactus. It had the World Eater Galactus, and then it had the regular form of Galactus. And Galactus was still pretty oh. big in his regular form, but he was still being—he could still fit on a planet like Earth yeah. without crushing. The world oh. okay. Yeah, it wasn't World Eater Galactus. So there are two different versions.
2: World Eater Galactus. Yeah, I—I I, I don't know. I remember who I was mentioning this to, but 2025—the end of 2025, I believe, is when Kang Dynasty. Is it May? No, I believe it was the end of twenty twenty five. When Kang Dynasty is supposed to come out. And then of course, Secret Wars is in twenty twenty six. But it doesn't seem like there's an we they've built it up, like you said, Scott, they doesn't seem like they've built up these phases enough to be already at the 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 ending of the phases, you know? Right, to be like a year like, away from only... it or year and a half, yeah, whatever exactly. it is. Cause if if this is true, if this is actually coming out, they're gonna have to start filming, probably them back to back. I would say they're probably gonna film them back to back, just like they did with the um, Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, so they filmed them back to back, starting probably uh, maybe early next year. I think they had mentioned, or I think around January or April of next year, they're gonna be filming King Dynasty.
0: Well, I mean, uh, I mean, that's probably gonna get pushed back with what I showed you guys at your party. Um, that blade. Uh, is probably gonna, oh, right. probably going to be affected because fucking of Blade, this. Dude. Uh, Fuck writer's, you, writer's, Blade! <laughs> this writer guild strike, you know? So what yeah, the yeah. Hell? I,
2: I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care at all that it got pushed back. But the the fact that it pushes everything else back too—it's
0: holding
1: everything else and, hostage at this point. Like fucking but, but that's move on I from I this like project, it. please. But that's what I don't get though. I don't.
0: I mean, th- that means like, does that mean some badass shit's happening in Blade, or does that Maybe. is that when they're what, saying, why hey, is it
2: connected? Well, right, no, So exactly connected. Exactly. Um, yeah. For I mean, for an origin movie, it seems like it's yeah, it's it could happen anywhere. Like fucking Black Widow happened t- a year or two after she died. Well, you right. know what I mean. Like it came out a year or two after she died. So put Blade anywhere in the freaking timeline. Who cares? We're gonna just introduce him in something and build it, build a story around that. Um. But, yeah, I don't like that they have to continue to push things back because of one stupid fucking movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, but, hopefully it will make sense if and when it comes out. But I just yeah. don't. I don't want it to not come out because I feel like this. I feel like Mahershala Ali will just absolutely yeah. kill being Blade.
2: Yeah. No. I agree yeah. With you, I definitely. Yeah. I definitely agree. It's I think that if he gets uh, the chance
1: to play the role, he's going to crush the yeah. role. But the thing is we're not given a chance to see him the role because yeah, they keep yeah. postponing the fucking role. Like, come on. <laughs> what, oh man.
0: What the fuck, Kevin Feige? What
2: the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck, Kevin Feige? <laughs> no, man. Did
1: I did um, I show you guys the uh that, that rumor about uh about uh Kang? About Jonathan Majors?
0: No. Yeah, so,
1: so. So it's rumored right now that they're going to keep Jonathan Major's part in Loki Season 2. They're not going to recast That's him right. for that. But based on what I'm seeing here, it looks like they're going to alter the ending of Loki Season 2 to match there being a different Kang in the universe.
0: Oh. Ooh. Yeah, so all they're the going to... shit that he did.
1: Exactly. Because right now, I mean, they they did revoke uh, the person originally who said that he, uh, he assaulted her uh revoked that statement but you still have a lot of people within the marvel organization like who said that he did have that kind of personality that did um he was aggressive and all that kind of stuff so i don't foresee him staying in the role as kang for much longer uh so they could easily change the ending of loki season two to all to make it so that a new kang is brought up to the surface as soon as the season's over like we'll see the new mm-hmm. Kang, like the new form of Kang there, and it won't be Jonathan Majors at all. So, that's my that's I my. Mean, uh,
2: luckily, all the the variants we saw of him in uh, that in the post credit scene of of Ant Man the Wasp Quantumania, all the variants we saw, like that had face paint on, or like they weren't like. They weren't where well, they were human, but you know what I mean. Like they were wearing costumes, right? So I think yeah. like it would be pretty easy to recast an actor and just put them in the same costume. People would probably people probably know barely notice it. <laughs> but but the fact that no one has who is no one's uh, filed like charges against him, I kind of think. It kind of makes me feel like they Disney might not do anything about it. Because if no one's really, and people are saying things, but that's that's not enough. I feel like they have to actually have, well, they have to have one, they have to have proof and they have to do something about it, right? And if they're not doing anything about it, Disney may or may not have any reason to fire them. Um, I mean, I, I think that he's abusive based on what I've read and heard, but uh it makes things a whole lot easier for disney not to fire them if no one's gonna step up and press charges but i don't know
1: yeah i mean it's one thing if this was like a uh this was a uh, johnny depp situation where it was just Uh, one person coming out one eyewitness basically coming out saying all this shit happened and then footage and and uh audio recordings come out later on to To disprove what that was saying, yeah, okay. Then I might have a different opinion on what the heck was going on with Jonathan Majors. But the thing is that multiple people, not just like girlfriends or whatever, but people he's worked with, are coming out and and are calling him out for some of the things he's done. That's where it starts getting a little more uh, iffy, you know. If
2: if yeah, yeah. If they're saying that, maybe it is true.
1: Yeah, I know. I know.
2: But let's talk about more positive stuff. Let's talk about the Guardians, and uh, I do have a question for you before you two. So, who do you thinks think one either has the most tragic backstory, or two just has the best backstory? Uh, Like from like between Peter Quill, uh, Drax, Gamora, Nebula, and also Rocket, of course. So I know Groot doesn't really. We don't really get a whole lot of his backstory. But we do get a lot of Nebulas, a lot of Gamoras, a lot of Draxes. Well, some of Draxes, we know what happens to him and his family. And then, of course, we get um, Quill and Rocket. Uh, what do you guys think? I mean, I, I think I'm probably pushing towards Rocket, but what do yeah, you guys? Yeah, I mean, that's think? probably who has. Yeah, that's a you safe rank them.
0: What kind of sick podcast is this? You want to you know rank people's <laughs> misery, dude? No? Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> no, no. I mean, mainly just the, the best backstory. Not really not, not really. No, the best I know, project, I know. But who has the, the best backstory? Because I feel like going into this movie, it was definitely Peter Quill. But... I was
1: thinking Nebula was the most tragic. I mean, she was. Oh, that's true. That shit was tough, and she even mentioned it in this movie. Like she had a a very rough backstory, but she was like, I think that he had it worse. He had that uh, Rocket had it worse, which I think is is very agreeable because like she was able to still see the world, even though uh, she was under Thanos' control. She was able to like she was a pawn in his game, in Thanos' game, and she kept being worked on as like she was failing. She, she was, uh, becoming less human as, as the further she was going on in his world, I guess in his scheme, Mm -hmm. there it is the scheme. And then she finally, she finally rebels and she steps away from Thanos's crew and stuff like that. But with rocket, he was promised the world. He was promised this and that, and he was being tortured constantly. He was being worked on all the time. And, if something, if he said something wrong he, he was hit he was abused he was all of that and he the only thing he could latch onto the only form of hope he could latch onto is that he was doing the right thing that him and his friends are going to get out of this alive and what happens mm-hmm. all of his friends are dead at the end the people he considered family <laughs> yeah, are dead you're right and then he's tormented by this and he's he finds out that the same person who's the high evolutionary that says that they're going to see the real world. It was all a scheme. That he, they're, they're all supposed to be dead. They're they just a, a pawn in this game. And they just, the, their only purpose was that they, it's basically evolution. We we're going to work on one thing will test you and see what needs to be improved on. And then we're going to scrap you completely. You are useless. You were, you were not supposed to be made. And he brings that up in the first movie. He says, do you think I asked for this? I did not ask for this. I didn't ask to be made, you know, but, uh, yeah. He was tortured. and He was brought to this world, and he, and uh, he has a tra- a very tragic backstory. I know that Quill has a, has a tragic one as well, but I just feel like he was able to find humanity earlier on. Yeah, like even with the, he ravagers, had the Ravagers, He had Eonu. yeah. They had family, even if they were dickish to him. I think that they were still family. Yeah. Um. He had something to, to latch to and even when he stepped away from the Ravagers, like he found the Guardians. He found so many other things to look forward to, but crying out loud like i feel like rocket was alone for a decent part of it of his his upbringing so yeah i don't know i just feel That's like right. that was a yeah All i right. would say i would say in my rankings it would go rocket the nebula and then probably drax and then hmm. um then uh, peter quill then I don't even know Groot's backstory, so I really can't even say <laughs> that part. But uh, I'm gonna say after that, you go, yeah, you fall Mantis. into the lines of uh, no. I'm gonna say uh, Gamora,
2: then Mantis, maybe. Okay. Yeah, okay. Scott, would you rank it
0: around the same? Yeah, I would say the same. I mean, Rocket and Nebulas are kind of hard to really uh, uh, top if you think if you yeah. think about it. They're definitely the most tortured. I mean, probably a, a Gamora coming in, a, in a close third and i would say peter quill and drax yeah something, something like that mm-hmm. and oh right, the and then i kind of forgot i forgot yeah. mantis um she right. can be, be put somewhere i don't know. I, I don't really well, i don't really remember <laughs> hers i'll be honest
2: well yeah i think she was just taken from her her family because ego wanted no, kind it, of kidnapped her gotcha. but kept her to to help him sleep Uh, But also basically, what would happen
0: to Quill if if the Ravagers didn't come first? Gotcha.
2: Exactly. So, what do you guys think about Adam Warlock, that big dumb baby? What do you guys (laughs) think about him?
1: Oh man, I. I like that he was just coming into his own. It wasn't that he had all the knowledge in the universe like Vision did and that and then all of a sudden he makes that decision. Like He is that big dumb baby that is just following orders, that's <laughs> trying to protect his mother and all that and then all goes to shit and he's still trying to attack the Guardians and then finally the Guardians spare his life. So I find him to be a very powerful person and I, f- I think he will be a very influential person in the MCU to come, but he has a ways to go. And I kind of like that Will Poulter was the one that played that kind of naive character because that's what it... Yeah.
2: Yeah, me too. I understood the casting there because, yeah, I, I like that. I like Will Poulter for sure. Mm. Yeah, I can't wait to see him in the future though. I'm just... That's that's another reason why I think we're possibly going to see the Guardians again because they can't just do one and done with Adam Warlock, right? Like, no, they gotta bring for sure. Him back.
0: The only thing I will say is maybe... Not even disappointment, but this is maybe just nitpicking a little bit. I mean, I wish since High Evolutionary is the um, he's more of a Fantastic Four villain, I wish we kind of got a little bit more backstory on that, I guess, or like maybe something kind of alluding to that. But I did love that, um, Mateo from Superstore was Uh, um, his like right hand man.
2: Yes, yes, that's where I knew him from. That's right.
0: Yeah, I, I I told you that. I'm like, oh, look, it's Mateo.
2: Yes. Yes. Okay, that's right. That's right. Um so do we think that do we think the high evolutionary is actually dead because we didn't see him actually die? Is that is that where Marvel says if you don't see him die he's not actually dead or even sometimes if you see him die he's not actually dead anyway. But Yeah, uh, Pixar you, didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, so do you think he could come back in the Fantastic Four movie maybe?
0: I don't think they call him high evolutionary for you know no reason. I think he'll find a way to, if in whatever condition he's in, I'm sure he'll find some some fashion to come back. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. I agree.
0: Cool.
2: Cool. All right. Well, that's that's all the notes I had on this movie. But uh, did you guys have anything else you wanted to to talk about?
1: No, I think that uh, well, for me at least, I don't think that uh, we're done with the guardians, and I also think that this was. The kind of movie that gave me hope for the for the rest of the MCU, because yeah. it had been a while since I had gotten this high quality film, and so I was starting to, to lose a little bit of hope in the direction of which Marvel was going in. But thank you to thank James Gunn and to the cast and crew of Guardians of the Galaxy Three, because they made this a very special one for us. And yeah, I. This is the kind of movie that you can talk about for years and years and years and you don't get sick of it. It it holds the same quality in my mind as Endgame, as Infinity War, as Civil War, all these different epic films that we have seen over the years. So the MCU, you still got it.
2: Mm-hmm. You right. still and, got it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And you can kind of tell based on because 2021's movies, like we got Shang-Chi, we got Spider-Man No Way Home. And we got Black Widow, which I I, I enjoy Black Widow. I, it was, I just yeah. watched it the other day and I, I actually did like it. I, I liked it a lot. Um there were some plots plot points in it that didn't really make a whole lot of sense, but that's for another video. Uh, and <laughs> This is audio this <laughs> then, is an audio medium,
0: Matthew.
2: That's that's right. That's for another <laughs> audio recording. There you go. <laughs> uh, then we got Shang Chi, which is really good, and then No Way Home, which was amazing. And then oh we also got Eternals in twenty twenty one. But yeah, yeah you, you can kind of tell the further we get out of the pandemic, the the better quality we're getting to, even though 2021 was pretty good because they had a lot of time to work on it. But 2022 seemed a bit rushed when it came to the movies like Thor Love and Thunder and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which seemed like it was rewritten and uh, had a bunch of rewrites and a bunch of. Reshoots on the. Yeah, didn't they say
0: like towards the end of it they had like a lot of reshoots and like they, they, they kind of like
2: for a month, dude. They like for yeah one they month, like they reshot stuff.
0: Oh my God! Really, Jesus.
2: Christ. That's nuts. That's crazy. That was it was crazy. And then uh, what else did we get last year? We got Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, which was which is pretty good. Like that was, it was good. Yeah. Definitely the best movie of 2022, I would say. Mm-hmm. But I again I enjoyed because. Black Panther. kind of first was the last movie of Phase Four? We got Ant Man: The Wasp: Quantumania a couple months ago. First movie of Phase Five, and I really enjoyed it. Even though it didn't get a, it got some hate. It got a lot of hate, but it I did, really yeah. freaking enjoyed it. And that for me was the movie that kind of brought me back into the fun of the MCU and like what's the con- in- interconnectivity of it. You know, like what's going to be happening down the line. Uh, it's somewhat so cuz black panther kind of forever didn't really do that but it was kind of cool at the end when they showed the his child um, but even with with guardians besides i think the post credit scenes though, though i think the post credit scenes were the only real ones that were um like hinting at the the future of the MCU which i guess technically that's what they're for anyway but uh, yeah i know i really enjoy I'm, re- I'm really enjoying everything that's coming this year and then we get secret invasion coming in uh next month actually i think it's coming next month the 10th i believe of june we also got uh
0: yeah it's coming soon not fast but and
2: then uh yeah and then we got uh cross the spider-verse which we just got tickets for today uh so we're gonna see miles morales in action again let's go
0: and and I, I, i i keep forgetting too this is just a part one too so we're getting another um into the yes. spider verse like what probably like next year or something like that
2: that's that's right yeah this one's called across the spider verse and then the other mm-hmm. one the next one's called was this part uh, one though
0: so i mean i don't know if this would be this part two or it'd be a different name
2: well it is actually they have already, they've already named it i they oh. uh, called this one across the spider verse and then the other one was called uh, what was it called hold on
1: i'm, I'm waiting beyond the spider verse
2: Beyond the Spider Verse, yes. Oh, okay, so gotcha, gotcha. Next year's is Beyond the Spider Verse, exactly. So, yeah, that'll be. It's gonna be fun. I cannot wait to go see that in, uh, in about less than a month.
1: Nice. Uh,
2: Scott, sign us off. What else did you have? Anything else you uh, you're excited about? No,
0: I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, like you said, like I feel like, I mean, I was excited for. Um, I Quantum Mania did kind of get me a little more excited for the. You know, upcoming phases, and I and I keep forgetting that yeah you know, we're in the very early stages of this of this phase. But um, no, I mean it, it, not that i disappointed, but I definitely didn't feel like this. Like I feel like this is really the the kickoff for me anyway. As far as like okay, Marvel yeah. still got it; we, they can still produce a good quality um, yeah. movie. Well, at least you know James James Gunn can. <laughs> um, but no, <laughs> yeah, I'm just <laughs> I'm excited right. to see where the future is and like where uh, where we go from here. Because I feel like um, the Marvels just it just looks fun. You know, looked like a, like a yeah. fun movie, and I think exactly. um, I think it, I'm just, I'm looking forward to seeing more uh, more space stuff.
2: Yeah, and I think that with the Marvels, they found a way to because uh, of course Captain Marvel, she's a little overpowered when it comes to just beating the hell out of every single villain that she comes across. But they found a way in the Marvels, it seems in the trailer at least for this for everyone to be kind of on equal ground. With, uh, mm-hmm. with of course because of course bringing freaking Miss Marvel, who has def- doesn't def- currently have the the power set or even close to the power set that Captain Marvel has or even Monica Rambeau, she has something similar but she doesn't have like photonic powers is that what they're called, but yeah I, I find it very interesting I cannot wait for it I hope it sticks the landing and I'm looking forward to of course Loki season two that's coming this year and Secret Invasion's coming next month. Uh, but, yes, yeah, Stephen, um, where can the good people find us? Good
1: people? Oh, yes, that's right. Good people. Mm, do you know you can find us? You can find us on uh, sp- good people. You can find us <laughs> on uh, Spotify as well as Apple Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Apple Podcast as well as Spotify. Those are the two places that we uh, send our podcasts to as soon as they are done. You can also find us on Instagram. We have a Flavor of the Geek Instagram account where we post all different kinds of uh, updates as well as just fun little rumors, tidbits, all that kind of stuff. Um, we also have a Flavor of the Geek pod at gmail.com email address that you can find us at. Uh, just type mm-hmm. in the little uh, search bar, uh, Flavor of the Geek pod <laughs> at gmail.com, and you can send your uh, little email, whatever, however long or short your heart content <laughs> Uh, for what you want to send, you know, you got just uh, really
0: spill it. Tell us how you really feel. Give tell us, us how give us all you truly <laughs> feel. That's
1: right. Thank you. Tell us how you truly feel, because you know what, we care about your opinion. It does matter. Tell us that we suck. Tell us you love us. Tell us what you think we're doing wrong. Tell us what you think we're doing right. Hopefully there's a lot of things that we're doing right. But, (laughs) uh, you know, tell us things that you you thought that we missed in a podcast to talk about. Tell us things that you thought were great points. You know, anything that your heart desires, just put it in an email and send it to us. And we'll be very entertained by whatever it says. We might be crying in a corner later, but, you know... uh, It's worth it. Your feedback does matter. Anyway, there's also (laughs) a Flavor of the Geek TikTok account uh, where we, you know, advertise our our podcast every once in a while. You know, we're either advertising it on the Statue of Liberty or on top of a pyramid or skiing down a mountain almost dying or, you know, like one of those places where you'll find us advertising it. But it's fun. It's geeky. It's it's awesome. Yeah. So that's... uh, Those are the places that you can find us, good people. And as we discussed last week, do not tell us where we can find you because that would be weird.
0: Mm, (laughs) That would be weird. That's Google Maps job. (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: that's right. That's right. And uh, so, yeah, me and Stephen, we're going to be going to Spain and Portugal starting Friday uh, for my 30th birthday. So we will not be recording next week. But we'll, we'll uh,
0: continue. You told me I could do it. You, you told me I could do it solo next week. No. Oh, that's, that's right. True. That's true. Right. <laughs> okay, let's do it.
2: <laughs> that would be actually pretty interesting just to hear.
0: <laughs> Got it. It, it, it'd be, it be like 30 minutes long of me being like, yeah, telling the same story twice over. again. <laughs> same story. <laughs> uh, nice.
2: But yeah, so that will do it for this episode of the Flavor of the Geek podcast. And remember, my name is Matthew.
1: My name is Craglin.
2: My name is you. And we
1: love Love you you 3000. 3,000.